0: If pride goes before destruction, does it herald a destiny of perdition? Let me ask you the question again. If pride goes before destruction, does it predicate or stand in the position of dictating a destiny of perdition? Interesting question. And today on Viewpoint, it's going to become even more interesting as we take a look between at the intersection between the LGBT movement and heralding the coming of the Antichrist. Do I have your attention yet? Hopefully, and today on Viewpoint. It's no exception as we confront the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. Pride goes before destruction, says the book of Proverbs, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Normally, we think of the word pride in the sense of, well, the way most people think of the word pride. But today on Viewpoint, we're going to see just how far pride goes. When you parade that which God calls an abomination before a nation, before a city, before the world, and call it good, when you parade, The process, the practice of homosexuality, transgenderism, LGBTQ, and all of the other letters, 50-some letters now that follow that, when you parade that in pride parades throughout the world, as has happened this very week, what can we expect? What should we expect around the corner? That's the question before us here today on Viewpoint. Every authentic Christian, writes Scott Lively says, in fact, also Torah-faithful Jews, know that the rainbow belongs to God, not to the gays. But how many realize that the hijacking of the rainbow by the LGBTQ movement is a leading sign of the imminency of the last day's Antichrist kingdom? asked Scott Lively, cloaking itself in God's rainbow represents far more than just arrogant disregard for God's teachings in the Bible. It is living proof, he said, that Lucifer himself is the spiritual head of the triumphal pride celebrations taking place across the world this month. He says the rainbow signifies the presence and authority of God, which is why he chose that symbol to seal his covenant with mankind after Noah's flood. In his own words, God said, I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. And I will remember my covenant between me and you and every living creature of every kind, and never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Well, what was Noah's sin? The sin of that generation? Not Noah's sin, but the sin of his generation, it finally triggered God's wrath and unleashed the flood. Well, ancient Hebrew rabbis say it was humanity's choice to, quote, compose nuptial songs in honor of pederasty and bestiality. In other words, to accept and celebrate homosexual marriage. Well, God also warned that the next time humanity reaches that level of sin, he's going to sentence the people of the earth to destruction by fire not by water, but by fire. Remember, the incineration of Sodom and Gomorrah was a foretaste, expressly stated in Second 2 Peter 2.6, where it says he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction. Remember, pride goeth before destruction? He condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction, reducing them to ashes as an example of what is coming on the ungodly. In fact, in the little book of Jude, right before the book of Revelation, it says, In like manner, Sodom Gomorrah and the cities around them who indulged in sexual immorality and pursued strange flesh are on display as an example of those who sustain the punishment of eternal fire. Well, what is that? That's perdition, friends. That's not a good word. Perdition. Perdition is not a good word, because it is a, shall we say, a euphemism for eternal damnation. So here on Viewpoint Today, we take a look at the significance of what is taking place this very week, this very month, this very day across the world in the pride celebrations of the practice of every. Sexual perversion imaginable to man, and even more coming with every week that passes. Biblically speaking, there's no greater form of national rebellion than the celebration of homosexuality, writes Scott Lively. Our society has perfected that rebellion in so-called gay pride parades. As Isaiah chapter 3 verse 9 summarizes, they parade their sin as Sodom. They don't hide it. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Friends, that is a promise, a perdition. Total destruction. In contrast to the Bible's example of righteous Lot, who escaped God's wrath because he was vexed in his spirit about their corrupt culture and conduct. So the rainbow is your warning sign. If you condone, let alone celebrate, gay pride, you choose the side of Lucifer against God and earn for yourself a share of the wrath to come. You say, well, I have a hard time with that. Where is the love of Christ in that? That doesn't sound like a message of love or of grace. That sounds like a message of condemnation. Friends, it is both. It is both because it's the very God who says that he's a God of love who also pronounced that his wrath would lead to such perdition. In other words, if you do not follow the ways of righteousness, you necessarily are going to follow the path of unrighteousness. Righteousness leads to God's presence. Unrighteousness leads to Perdition. And so, again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And today is no exception. Do you see how people are seduced? They're seduced by the drift of culture. They get out there on the sea of relativity, and the culture provides such a, a drift, such a current that it leads people who are not totally moored to the security, the anchor of Scripture, and the purposes of God to drift with the culture. Just this week in Richmond, Virginia, right here on the shores of the James River, where this broadcast emanates from, 12 people got into the James River during high water, went over a dam, drifted over a dam, and at least one of them lost their life. Why? They lost track of the current that led them to perdition. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. What is happening in America today and throughout the Western world, for sure, the resurrected Roman Empire is exactly what happened in the destruction of ancient Rome. Many have compared the relationship between the destruction of Rome, the Roman Empire, and the drift of American society today. If America continues to shed the values of her Judeo-Christian heritage, she will surely follow ancient Rome into bondage. Freedom cannot long coexist with moral depravity. It just can't. It can't coexist. So, we have a choice to be made. And as we get on with the program today, we're going to take a deeper look at what happened in ancient Rome. But before we do, we want to take a look at what's happening in modern America And not only modern America, but Israel, and also modern Europe. Modern Europe and America being the heart and soul, in fact, the reconstituted, rebuilt, ancient Roman Empire. That's what's happening. It's right before our eyes. It couldn't be clearer. You have to be blind in one eye and can't see, refuse to see out of the other, not to realize what is happening from a biblical perspective. So, let's just take a quick look at the drift that is taking place. Actually, it's no longer a drift. It is a very, very strong, intentionally created current of moral depravity that is seducing our culture, seducing Americans, seducing Christians in America and all over the world into perdition. Here's a, an article. National Football League hires first transgender cheerleader. That's right. National Football League hired its first openly transgender cheerleader. She was beginning, becoming the cheerleading squad for the Carolina Panthers' top cats. Mm-hmm transgender cheerleader 30 or 40 years ago you would have never even considered such a thing it would have been so far out from being recognized as anything remotely tolerable in American society based upon a Judeo-Christian foundation but it's not just in America as we reported I believe it was yesterday A woman was interrogated by police in Norway for saying that males can't be lesbians. Shake your head for a moment. Police officers in Norway interrogated an official for a feminist organization who on her social media statement said that a transgender, in this case a man posing as a woman, cannot be a lesbian? Wow. That's really starting to get confusing, isn't it? No matter if you begin the road down deception, it will lead you so deeply into a further road of deception that you will not be able to escape a reprobate mind. That's what's coming. It's here. It's here in spades. So, it took only hours after they declined to wear a religiously objectionable pro-LGBT logo for a campaign to organize that appeared intended to coerce a small number of pro-baseball players involved to relinquish their Christian faith, or at least to violate it. So what happened? Well, it happened after several players for the Tampa Bay Rays declined to wear a pro-LGBT patch on their uniforms. What was that patch for? To promote LGBTQ Pride Month. So then a St. Louis Cardinals pitcher, Jack Flaherty, ridiculed these players, saying they're ridiculous, called their beliefs an absolute joke. So here's the question that I have for you. Would you wear a gay pride insignia if your employer requested it? Don't answer too quickly. Would you? Would you wear an LGBTQ pride insignia if your employer requested it? Well, what if your employer demanded it? Would that be different? In other words, how much money do you have to get before you can be seduced to do that which you know is evil? This is our problem, friends. You can see how far this is going. And we're just looking at the early stages of this. If you think this is as far as it's going to go, oh, my friend, you are serious. You should disabuse yourself of that immediately. Because the goal of all of this is to compel every man, woman, and child in the resurrected Roman Empire, the Western world, to embrace the practice of every perversion defined by the LGBTQ and all the 50-plus letters after that that define all of the various aspects that are being conceived of moral depravity as reasonable as normal, as something to be applauded, as something certainly to be permitted, if not celebrated. How about Israel? What would you expect to be happening in Israel? Well, would you like to find out? Here we go. The president of Israel, Isaac Herzog, has called it a revolutionary change in the attitude of Israeli society towards members of the LGBTQ plus community. He voiced his opinion today on receiving the annual Pride Index, which measures municipal attitudes towards services for members of the gay community. Now, I don't have a problem with providing basic services to any human being. That isn't the point. The point is whether you're accepting their practice as right, as righteous, as appropriate, as something that is acceptable in the society of your country. That's the real issue. I have never been one, personally, neither my wife nor I have ever been ones to somehow get in the face of someone who we knew was a practicing homosexual. In fact, we had two such couples on our two-block street in Southern California at the time that we launched Save America Ministries. We had two such couples. We had friendly relations with them. Oh, but we didn't approve what they did. Nor did we get into situations that would pretend to approve what they did. We treated them like human beings. God loves everyone, but he doesn't love our sin. He loves you, but he doesn't love your sin. And he's not going to allow his love for you to override the judgment that's going to come upon you or anyone else for your sin. Because the love of God will lead us to repentance. The kindness of God will lead us to repentance. In other words, to come to grips, agreement with his viewpoint concerning righteousness and righteous living that's agreeable to God and pleases him. The love of God, the kindness of God will lead us to Agree with God's viewpoint and repent. Then his grace comes alongside and says, Okay, I know how you feel. I know what you're drawn to do in the flesh. Now I'm going to encourage and assist you by my spirit, that's his grace, to do what I expect you to do, to live the way I expect you to live. For my grace is sufficient for you my strength will be made perfect in your weakness when you feel weak then I will be strong for you and help you or assist you by my grace to obey my voice that is the biblical viewpoint from the heart of God so you can see even in Israel now the president of Israel is celebrating gay pride month and went on record the first time ever a president of Israel went on record that he was going to join the gay pride parade through the revered city of Jerusalem, where God chose to place his name there. Does that not sound like an abomination to you? But the president of Israel justified it. Because he's not. Ruled by the authority of God's word, even though he's a Jew. He's not ruled by the authority of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, because he doesn't submit to the authority, the absolute authority of God's word. He's a cultural Jew. Are you a cultural Christian? Are you a cultural Jew? or are you a Christ-obeying Christian? You see, the more you realize that you have to make a choice, the more you're going to find yourself marginalized. It's inevitable. It's inevitable, friends. That's exactly what's happening, and that's what's compelling so many professing Christians to compromise. And the road to hell is is paved on compromise corner. You cannot compromise with truth. You can't. You may feel like you want to to kind of avoid conflict or avoid uh, not being liked or to avoid being ostracized or to avoid even, maybe even losing your job. These baseball players took that risk. They were not willing to compromise on something that was so clearly expressed in the Word of God, and they were not going to wear a pride, a gay pride patch to identify with that movement, because to do so would be to conform to it, to condone it. You could argue it any way you want, but to wear the patch would be to condone what you say you don't believe. You can say, well, I I wore it because I didn't want this to happen. I didn't want that to happen. No, you wore it because you compromised. That's what you really did. Friends, look, this is why we're in the trouble we're in in America today. Morality matters. God's viewpoint concerning our lives matters. It matters to him, and it's going to matter not only to your eternal destiny, but it's going to matter to the destiny of our country. In fact, it is leading the way to the coming Antichrist. Now, in Israel... Rabbi David Fendel, the dean of a yeshiva or a uh, seminary, came out and he spoke against what's going on there. He said, where do you get this, this brazen chutzpah, which leads you to take pride in doing what the Torah forbids? It's like a person raising a flag and saying, look at me, I'm an adulterer. I'm committing adultery with a married woman. He says, how can someone with a Jewish heart entertain the idea of holding such a march specifically in Jerusalem and specifically in the three holy days leading up to the festival of Shavuot, which is Pentecost, which celebrates the giving of the Torah? There you have the other side of the picture there in Israel from the president of Israel opposite the president of israel but american corporations are in a headlong pursuit to force americans to embrace to in effect wear the patch of gay pride on their lives by going and supporting corporations institutions that have decided it's more important for them to curry favor with perdition compromise than with truth. We'll be right back. There is so much more about
1: Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage Divorce and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org.
0: The celebration of so-called gay pride is paving the road to perdition. The road to perdition for everyone who embraces it whether in actual practice or in supporting or going along with it, which is, in effect, condoning it, including wearing a patch or doing anything that would seem to give indication that you're going along with the deal. This is serious. Pizza Hut. Now, promoting drag kids' books to kindergartners. That's right, Pizza Hut you think they were innocent, simple pizza people. They've come under fire for recommending reading material to kindergartners that promotes drag queens as part of its Camp Book It program. An irrepressible picture book celebrates drag kids' individuality and self confidence from the perspective of a fabulous wig. The child dresses in drag and participates in a neighborhood costume competition. Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut has gone full woke, says Bridget Gabriel. Now we must make them go full broke. She's an Israeli. An Israeli author, Bridget Gabriel, she said Pizza Hut has defined the way to perdition, and we must make them go full broke. Pizza Hut was started in Wichita, Kansas, where I went to high school for two years mostly funded by Kansas. And these folks, she said, would be appalled that their amazing American success story is part of the effort to destroy America and her children. Pride leads to what? Destruction. Pride leads to destruction and perdition. Now, consider these three reports. They're all very similar a California city is planning to give universal basic income to transgender and non-binary residents. What city do you think that might be? Well, if you guessed San Francisco, you could have been right, but that wasn't the city. It's Palm Springs. Transgender residents in Palm Springs, California, are eligible to receive a universal income up to $900 per month Solely for identifying as transgender or non binary, no strings attached. Do you think Palm Springs is attempting not only to accommodate LGBTQ and all those other things perversions, but to, to, to promote it? Next. A taxpayer-funded transgender organization wants to decolonize the gender binary force, white people, to pay reparations to gender non-conforming people and affirm mustaches and big penises as authentic expression of womanhood. You heard that correctly. And people are buying into all of this and promoting it with a straight face. How do you do that? This is what a reprobate mind looks like, my friends, and the Apostle Paul talked about it in Romans chapter 1. He made it very clear that knowing God, they refuse to honor him as God, refuse to glorify him as God, therefore their foolish minds and hearts become progressively darkened. And eventually, they call Truth a lie and a lie truth, and they celebrate the creation over the creator. In other words, they reject the creator's rules, guidelines, principles for humankind and choose their own way. Then that leads them to forms of sexual depravity. Women with women, men with women, doing that which men with men, doing that which is unseemly, and receiving in their bodies the recompense that is appropriate for such behavior, like monkeypox, like AIDS, my friends. You don't hear of any of the health people screaming and hollering about stopping the practice of uh, homosexuality and lesbianism and all of this, do you, in order to protect health, the health of the world? You don't hear that, do you? No, because they're promoting that which God hates, but that which Lucifer loves, now referred to as Satan. The Netherlands, out there in the world, the Netherlands now offering reparations to transgender people. Do you find this interesting? Pride Month. An assault on parents, children, and traditional values, writes Joe Schaefer. In honor of Pride Month and the corporate rainbow bombardment, it always spawns. He says, we like to remind you that the sexualization of children and the insanity of the transgender agenda is at the heart of the homosexual movement. Now, the National LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Did you know that there was such a Chamber of Commerce? Well, there is. And it's allied or allied with countless big name corporate names, like Major League Baseball, for several years now. Pro Sports, Big Pharma are especially prominent partners. And they all support the Biden administration. Jonathan Lovitz, one of the leading faces of the NGLCC, which is this uh, Chamber of Commerce, National LGBT Chamber of Commerce, celebrates homosexual propaganda aimed at preschooled kids. Also believes parents should be kept in the dark about the transgender agenda capturing their kids. In 2015, Lovitz praised Target for getting rid of boys' and girls' sections in stores. In 2018, an interview with Philadelphia Homosexual News site posted on his official campaign site, Lovitz made it clear that the gay chamber of commerce is firmly opposed to religious freedom for Americans, seeing it as an obstacle to the homosexual cause. Ah. Now you see where it's going to shut down all genuine religious freedom. He said we actively work with the top-down, pushing back against so-called religious freedom bills. He says they're morally wrong. Really? Upon whose standard? The group has devoted an entire campaign to the transgender agenda backed by brand name corporate partners site think about this bank of america marriott and pnc bank wells fargo specifically mentions transgender youth in touting its support and brags it has made the largest corporate commitment to date to the campaign and the list of these corporate partners is amazing founding corporate partners Of the LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce include American Airlines, American Express, IBM, AFLAC, Allstate, CVS, Delta Airlines, Denny's, General Motors, Hallmark Cards, Hilton, Hyatt, Home Depot, Major League Baseball, the NBA, Nike, Golfs, PGA, Staples, State Farm, Target, and Walgreens. And Big Pharma, how about Abbott Laboratories, AstraZeneca, Bayer? Bristol-Myers, Squibb, Eli Lilly, Genentech, GSK, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, Novartis, and Pfizer. These are the organizations connected to the forces also of concentrated wealth in America. We don't have time to go into those aspects. So Pride Month is about platforming the cultural assault, but it's really a spiritual assault, friends against moral and religious foundations and the parental role in raising children and you can see this attack is being brought to you by the biggest names in corporate america what does that tell you about our country what does that tell you about where we stand right now in god's eyes? Where do you think it it puts the whole Western world, the resurrected Roman Empire that the prophet Daniel spoke of as the final world government? Yes, the final world government that will seat the Antichrist. This is how it's happening. And it's happening right in front of your eyes and mind. You say, well, what can I do about it? Well, the first thing you can do is not conform. If you choose, you can decide not to uh, patronize any of these companies. That's the one thing you can do. But beyond that, you can refuse to become part of the tide that is leading in that direction, you're not going to conform just to get along. You're not going to wear a patch, a pride patch, just to get along. You're not going to conform. You're not going to compromise. You don't have to get loud-mouthed about it. You can still love individual people. You can still get along with people. But you don't have to compromise by coming alongside, sidling up alongside, and uh, pretending that you are, shall we say, going along to get along. No. If that was God's intent, then why did he pull lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah why didn't he leave lot in there to go along to get along with the Sodomizers in Sodom and Gomorrah no he said enough is enough I'm not going to allow you to get sucked into this I'm going to pull you out even if I have to send two angels in there to get you out and even if I have to risk your wife who is sucked into the LGBTQ movement so badly that she's gonna look back and become a pillar of salt? Remember Lot's wife, friends. Remember Lot's wife. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Have you ever considered
1: what the early church was like?
0: leads to destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall, and the end result is perdition. Perdition is a term used in the Bible as an alternate to eternal damnation. This issue concerning the so called LGBTQ plus Situation and the pressures that go along with it is so grave in the mind and heart of God that, according to ancient Hebrew rabbis, that's why, or one of the main reasons why, God destroyed the world with a flood in the time of Noah. Because he saw that the imagination of men's hearts was evil only continually. He destroyed the earth with a flood. And then he provided a rainbow as a covenant to the earth that he would never again destroy the earth with a flood. But he did say that the next time I'll destroy it with fire. And specifically says I'll destroy it for fire, especially because of their sexual immorality, their perversion. Now the sexual immorality began with divorce. And then... Remarriage, when your spouse was still living. Jesus called it adultery. The Apostle Paul says, don't be deceived. Neither fornicators nor adulterers nor practicing homosexuals and so on are going to inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, they're going to be subject to perdition. That is, unless you repent. That's why the kindness of God is what leads us to repentance. Repentance is necessary if we hope to escape perdition to have a change of life, a change of mind, a change of heart. And that's what God is looking for for such a time as this. That, my friends, is what he is looking for. There may be just a very small remnant who will indeed choose that narrow way. Jesus himself said so. He said, straight is the gate and narrow is the way. A precious few there will be that find it. But broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Now, I want to provide you with two books that will help you immensely in this regard. The first is Seduction of the Saints. My book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. It's not just about this issue. It's, there are many, many issues that are coming together and putting pressure on even professing Christians to seduce us into the wide road to perdition. It's an $18 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. The other is Antichrist. Antichrist, how to identify the coming imposter. How to identify the coming imposter. A woman called me today in Michigan. She had gotten a copy of Antichrist, and she read it once, read it again, and then just ordered five more copies to give out. Why? Why? She said it had so transformed her life and so gripped her heart and spirit she wanted others to share in it. It's a $23 book. It's on our website, saveus.org. Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter. It's not just about the Antichrist. It's about you. Because whenever we talk about these things, friends, God's view is always about you. It's always about me. It's always about you. It's not about them. It's about you. And that's why you need to read the book, Antichrist. On our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 2 Three, two, five, five. You're writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, if you get both of those books, Seduction of the Saints and Antichrist, or any of our other books at the same time, instead of $5 each for postage and handling, it's just going to be $7 for the two. So you're going to save $3 that way. All right. Now, remember we mentioned that what's happening in America is echoing what happened with ancient Rome. So I want to share some excerpts with you of an article that came out 19 years ago. 19 years ago, warning us. It came from the New American Magazine, warning us of what was happening in our own country. The history of ancient Rome is the classic example of the descent from virtue into corruption from moral restraint of republic to the intemperance of empire. Historians have long drawn parallels between ancient Rome and the United States, and with good reason. Both Rome and America began their climb to prominence as republics, with written constitutions, popular participation in government, and clearly defined limits on the powers of the state. Both saw almost uninterrupted military success and growth in commerce. Both began to expand their commercial and military presence abroad until they became the preeminent powers of their respective times. And both saw a gradual erosion in popular morality that accompanied their rise in power and prosperity. In the case of Rome, the writer Tacitus pointed out, this decline in morality betokened the end of the Roman Republic and its replacement with imperial tyranny. In the case of the United States, the final chapter has not yet been written. Oh, but friends, it is being written. Nineteen years later, it's nearly where Rome was. Freedom cannot long coexist with moral depravity. Empires such as ancient Rome have always aroused admiration, and their fall regret. This is because empires, the greatest of all works of human hands, embody man's endless quest to deify himself and his works, to erect, as it were, another babel, to set at defiance the laws of heaven. No body of laws, no ancient traditions, and no written constitution can forever escape the tidal pull of moral degeneracy. The indispensable characteristic of Republican government, as Montesquieu pointed out, is virtue. Edmund Burke understood this perfectly. He said, men are qualified for civil liberties in the exact proportion to their disposition to put moral chains upon their own appetites. It is ordained in the eternal constitution of things that men of intemperate minds cannot be free. Their passions forge their fetters. That's what's happening with the LGBTQ movement, friends. And America's businesses... And politicians are leading the way to actually forge our fetters and destroy freedom. So why is this? We have divinely ordained moral obligations one to another, which cannot be fulfilled outside of human society. But to preserve society, some sort of ordering principle is necessary to harmonize our individual and often conflicting free wills. In the absence of self-restraint, social order can only be achieved by external force, that is, by government. You know why more government is coming upon us? Do you know why a global government is coming upon us? Because of our refusal to restrain ourselves. Alexander Hamilton asked why has government been instituted at all? because the passions of men will not conform to the dictates of reason and justice without restraint. By limiting the power of government, a republic supposes that the majority of the citizens will be capable of self-restraint most of the time. Families, in particular, are and always will be the building blocks of human society. As a result, that controlling power upon will and appetite must take into account the welfare of families as well as individuals, those human transgressions that militate against the family, like substance abuse, sexual immorality, divorce, and the like, are just as important to control if human society is to be preserved. And the surest reinforcement of Republican government more important by far than laws or social conventions is a religious faith. Because belief in God is the most secure restraint on human behavior. And not just a general belief in any God, friends, in believing in the God of the Bible. It is the corrosion of that belief that is usually responsible for the moral decay leading to the fall of republics. Need we say more? I want to urge you. Some people wonder, okay, well, what can I do to reach other people? There are not very many people that really want to hear a lot of these things. That's true. That's why Jesus said there's going to be a small remnant. On the other hand, what we can do, we should do. Edmund Burke said, I can't do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I should do. And by the grace of God, I will do. So what can you do? First of all, the most important thing you can do is to be what you must be from God's perspective. It's more important to be faithful than it is to do all kinds of activities. Next. You must be a doer of the word and not just a hearer. In other words, our life has to conform to what we say we believe. When it does, you and I become ambassadors. We represent the kingdom of God. And everywhere we are, everywhere we go, everything we say, our attitudes and so on, represent the kingdom of God. That has a transforming impact or influence in our world. It may not change everybody. But it may change some. Next thing you can do, you can get a copy of these various books that we're providing to help you understand the deeper impact of your own life, of what's going on in our world from God's eternal perspective, so that you can be better prepared to prepare your sons, your daughters, and your grandchildren. That's your number one ministry, friends. Pastors, I want to urge you. You need to gird up the loins of your mind to get serious about this preparation business. It's not business as usual, and God will hold us accountable. To whom much is given, much more is required. <clears throat> Next. You can listen to this program every day. We've been on the air for 27 years now. 1 hour a day live. Every single day with fresh broadcasting, the information of our time wedded to the authority of God and His Word so that there is hyper-relevance. We don't have to make the relevance up. It's so relevant. Friends, you may not know what you can say to your friend or somebody else, but you can direct them to our website, saveus.org where they can look at the books, look at what we have there, and also connect in with our program. No, they can't necessarily listen on terrestrial radio all across the country. But they can listen via podcasts, via their cell phones, everywhere. In over a hundred countries. Now, how do people find out about it? Some by happenstance. Some by friends such as you, who will email them them with the site, who will call them, who will write to them. This is how we respond in times like these. Those are the things that we can do. Remember, I can't do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I should do. And by the grace of God, what will I do? I will do. Get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints. That'd be a good starter. Get a copy of the book, Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter? Do it today. It's on our website, saveus.org. You can call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA. God bless. And let's be faithful. Remember, pride leads to perdition.